Welcome to the Grounded Stylist Podcast, where mindfulness and the beauty industry meet. I'm your host, Brooke Kenyon, and I'm passionate about teaching stylists how to stay grounded behind the chair and cultivate their dream career in life. Join me weekly so we can grow and journey together as you learn tangible pathways to success while protecting your peace. Welcome to another episode of the Grounded Stylist Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Kenyon, and today we have special guest Kelly Kane, also known as on Instagram as Scissors Make Sense. She's a seven-figure salon owner and business coach who's all about mindset and making sure you create a positive work environment for your stylist. So without further ado, hi, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Yes. I'm so happy to have you. So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about what different programs you have to offer and kind of some things that you have coming up that are really exciting. So just so you all know, Kelly is a seven figure stylist and salon owner that is passionate about teaching that commission salons are here to stay. Her innovative programs support business owners on how to thrive in their business, as well as maintaining a work-life balance so they can scale to the business of their dreams. So welcome today, Kelly Scissors Makes Sense. I'm super excited to have you. Tell me a little bit about your story and how it brought you to this place and your passion for helping others with their businesses. Yeah, it's really interesting because my path is a little different from others where I think a lot of girls, you know, come out of school and they're like, I want to be a hairstylist. I like to make people feel beautiful. That was actually never me. I started in theater and in theater school realized like that just was not what I was looking for. But I knew I was somebody who was a creative individual. I really fell in love with makeup um, as a theater student. So I started that path. And then I ended up going um, to an apprentice program because my aunt and uncle owned a hair salon and they were like, well, we mostly do hair. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's okay. That's fine. I'll learn it. You know, so I just wanted credentials for the makeup back then. They didn't have makeup schools like we do now. And I wanted to be, you know, considered a serious professional. So um, long story short, you know, I ended up with a handful of clients while I was an apprentice. And even though I tried to like walk away from it so many times, hair just kept coming back and like knocking on my door. And I'm like, Doesn't okay, <laughs> things I'm supposed to be doing hair. Yeah. Um, and I still love doing makeup from time to time. So I do that. Um, and it was just a natural progression. I've never been somebody with like this big picture goal. I'm more of a one foot in front of the other kind of person. So I accomplish something and then I'm like, okay, what next? Right. accomplish something. I'm like, what next? And it just led me into owning the salon. Um, and so, yeah, I think for me, I was really lucky in salon ownership to have won a contest with Nick Arojo, and that gave me so much education and so much knowledge. And I think from that point on, I was sharing that with everyone. I really just loved talking about it and sharing. And that just evolved into going from a stylist to a salon owner to now a business coach. And it just gives me so much pride. It's like a passion project to be able to coach people um, and maybe help them get there faster than I did from figuring it all out. And it just, you know, it just warms my heart to be able to share all of this information and knowledge and to watch people have aha moments. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. My story was like, not one where I thought I was going to be a hairdresser either. So Mm -hmm. I really, that resonates with me and how it evolved is different, but still kind of like ending up in this place where 
I can't imagine myself not doing hair either. And I've taken little steps away and I always come back because it just, it, it, it makes me feel good. I think being of service to people is ultimately what it's about, right? That passion. And I think that's what leads us into this coaching space of wanting to, just like you said, help people maybe get there faster than we did through all of our years of, of kind of grinding through and kind of giving some, some guidance and mentorship along the way is priceless. And um, I love that, you know, you do have that energy about you too, where you're truly, truly, really uh, passionate about helping people. So that's wonderful. Um, so I was kind of just like sitting here going, I want to really wrap my head around this kind of notion that commission salons are kind of on their way out the door. I think that there is a space for them as well. So you're saying that contrary to popular belief, there are amazing stylists out there that really do want to work. Um, the key is to attracting them and keeping them. So what are some of your top ways that you suggest implementing attracting and keeping those stylists? I think the most important part is really just remembering that this is a human business. And I think a lot of times when people step into leadership or that salon ownership, I think they instantly think there's like a persona change. And I've seen it happen. I've put people in leadership roles where I'm like, whoa, who are you now? You know, it's like they just, I don't know. And and so it's remembering, like for me, I think the most important is in creating an environment that I wanted to work in. And yeah. so a lot of times it's like, not just what's best for business, it's what's best for people. And I think as owners, you know, we can get annoyed when someone calls out sick because we are thinking money, business numbers, and we're forgetting right. this is a human being. And like, what did I want? If I was sick, the last thing I want is someone giving me a hard time. Right. So it's like just remembering the human aspect of what we do. And I've, I've like really reversed it where it's like people for a long time would say it's business. It's not personal. And now I'm like, no, it is personal. We are in a personal business. We work with people. And I think that there are a good amount of stylists out there who are creatives. They are the creatives. I have them that work for me. They have no interest in running a business. And a lot of them, I find transition into doing that because they've had such shitty bosses. Mm. You know? And so it's like, if you just lead a team where you respect them as the employee that you once were, yeah. and you're creating basically a done for you service, I, I'd like to take the word commission out of it. Cause it's like, it's a done for you service. You get to show up do good hair and go home and let me worry about the rest of it so that you can stay in that creative zone of genius. So I definitely think it has a place. It's just really educating people on the differences and then treating them like human beings. I, that actually gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said it's a done for you business. I mean, I, I've been in both sides of the industry. Um, as you know, I've done hair for 24 years, so I've had my hands in a little bit of everything, but, um, I, I kind I wish I would have had a salon owner that felt that way because yeah. it is, it's true when you take that, um, make it that simple. I'll do all these things for you and I'll let you do what you're best at. And I'll, and I'll understand that you're human and, and be there in that capacity. Um, yeah, that is a game changer, right? Cause people just really ultimately want to be seen and heard and, um, everybody's at different places in their lives. So yeah. I, I love that. That's beautiful. So I also know that you've written a book called scissors makes sense. Tell me a little bit about that book and how that came to pass. 
Yeah. That was kind of my first step into this online space and coaching and things. Um, so as I had mentioned, I won this contest with Nick and I had a few people after that. I had my little 15 minutes of fame there where people <laughs> were knocking on my door. They were wanting interviews. They were wanting me to teach. So I went on with the color company and I started teaching um, hair color, which as you know, if you've ever worked with a brand, they have their own curriculum. You show up, you teach that curriculum. And it never failed at the end of the class. I would teach about an hour and a half on different color techniques. And at the end, I would open up for Q&A. And the questions were never around what I was teaching. It was always around how I ran my business, how I handled client situations or staff situations. And you know, I remember leaving and thinking, a, I had never walked into a salon that I felt inspired by. Like I was always leaving thinking, gosh, how do these people operate? Not knowing this information. And the other thing was, you know, like, so A, I wasn't inspired and B, I realized people needed this information really badly. So my first idea was to just create some type of an ebook, like a download of just how I run my business step-by-step. Step. And it's really about a 12-step process. Um, again, another long story short, it evolved into a full-blown book and I have a client who's a publisher. So she published it for me. Yeah, um, awesome. So really cool. Um, and that took off and, you know, I, I got some feedback. I remember this one review and at first I didn't like it. And it was like, oh, it's very over genuine, generalized, you know, business advice. And I'm thinking it kind of has to be, you know, if you're talking mm -hmm. to a big group of people, you can't be, but so specific, um, so as a natural result, people would read the book and then say, well, I have a question about this specific to my business or this. And that's how I got into just coaching individuals one-on-one. -on -one. I didn't even charge for it. You know, I was just like, well, let's jump on a zoom call and, yeah, let's have right. together. and I really enjoyed it and saw that there was a, there was something there. And so the book really was the, the catalyst to kind of opening up the door to, to, to the coaching programs where people just need the information on a little bit of a deeper level that it's just really impossible to put in a book where you're talking to a lot of people. So it's pretty yeah. cool. So that allowed you to expand into the space that you're in now. Essentially. Yeah. I love that. I think that, um, you're so right as an educator myself. And, um, I've had the pleasure of working alongside Nick as well and being in so many different salon environments over my 12 years of educating and, you're right. At the end of the class, they're rarely asking about the actual technique that you yeah. spend time teaching. They're asking you questions. What do you charge? How do you handle this? What if a client does that? What if this happens? Um, yeah. So that was really insightful of you to like take that. Hey, you know what? This is a thing. And I think that that ultimately is how you know, we've ended up where we're at today. For me, it's been questions about my, my process, my mindset, you know, things like that. So that's why I moved into that mindset spirituality space, because that's what I emulate. So you having this, Hey, I've grown the successful salon. I have really happy people that work with me, um, sharing that with everybody else, I think is wonderful. So I'm excited to dig into that book as well, along with your passion of helping, um, uh, done for you, uh, salon owners. You also coach independent stylists as well. So we all know that as you kind of get into your niche, that expands on its own as people are drawn to you and what you have to say. So what are some amazing ways for them to shift and accelerate their businesses moving into 2024? Are you talking more independent or salon, like independent stylists? I think it, on that level as well. So how would you kind of connect with them outside of that space? 
Yeah, I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to whether you're a solopreneur or you're running a team, you have to treat it like a business, you know? And so I think just having those simple understanding of business foundations of creating your systems and automations on how to be a good leader and leadership goes into your clientele as well. So even if you're an independent stylist, yes, you know, as a team-based salon, you're definitely going to have some leadership skills that you have to adapt. But even as an independent, that type of leadership training can really help in your conversations and communications with your clients, like having scripts, you know, making sure that you're being consistent and fair with every single person that you're working with. Um, and then of course the financial side. And the only piece in my program that maybe wouldn't work for an independent would be my commission scale. But even at that, we talk about how to understand your own business numbers, what it takes to run your business, how to price to make sure that you're meeting your own business goals. Cause a lot of times we're just borrowing that information from other people and then how to budget it. So once we have that money, how to make sure that we're using it in the best way possible. And Misty and I, we love the word spending plan. So budget always yeah. feels really restrictive, but it's really like creating a plan for your dollars. Um, and so I think that's all so important. And I think going into 2024, definitely starting a new year, it is incredible to set the foundation of your business up for success. And really and truly, if you're feeling like you're running a business and you're just always overwhelmed and overworked and it's like never enough time and things are just throwing, that's an indicator that you need something like this because it's just right. really, I always say my stuff is like, you know, those home improvement shows where they come in and they like open up your pantry and they pull everything out. They get rid of what's expired. They put in baskets and they label it and, you know, make it really beautiful and give you a system. That's like what my coaching is for your business. Okay. So it's really just taking all of that chaos, all of that overwhelm and like organizing it in a way that you can go to work, leave it at work and then go home and have work-life balance. I think that couldn't have been a better mental picture of what you're painting here because I want you to do that to my pantry. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that that's awesome too, because as somebody who has done both, but mainly sits on the independent side, um, well, does sit on the independent side now behind the chair. Um, I was drawn to you as well in your message. And so for independence to know that that is also so important because I think that something we've long said is drastically missing in our schooling is how to run a business. Because even whether you're working under someone or you're working for yourself, it's so important to understand that aspect of it because we're creative people and we'll just go out there and just, you know, and next thing we know, we don't have money to buy product, <laughs> you know, so being able to implement that um, as, as an independent as well is lovely to me because I, that makes sense. Like, why would you not want to have the same systems in place? You're running a business. I think it's important for us to learn how to also hold ourselves accountable as the the owner and the employee and um, hire and fire ourselves as need be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, beautiful. I love that. So I also want to just kind of dive in a little bit here with what your programs are. So I know that you have your CEO accelerator course, you have your salon entrepreneur mastermind, and then you have your private coaching. So um, is there a way that you can kind of just briefly touch on each one and kind of what the little points of difference are so that our listeners can kind of understand what may be a good fit for them. And then if they're not sure kind of where they would, you know, pick up that private coaching. Yeah. I mean, really the CEO accelerator, I think is like an, it's a segue program. It's for someone who's like interested in coaching, wants to see what it's all about. 
but afraid to make that big initial investment or not even afraid, but maybe not in a position to be able to make that big investment. So it gives you five modules um, that are pre-recorded. You watch them at your own time, access to a Facebook group, and then a monthly Q&A call um, where you get to come in and ask questions and kind of get some hot seat coaching. It's a very, very low ticket price. Um, just to kind of get them in the door. If they find it's a good fit and they really like it, they can always go through the mastermind. The mastermind is really my 12 step program from start to finish, like how to discover your purpose and your branding and your why all the way through hiring, firing, interviewing, management, money, um, you know, everything. So it's like, I call it a business in a box. It's basically like, here's a business, here's how you set it up and structure it. And you go, um, so that's really like my, I would say signature program. I used to offer that program with one-on-one -on -one coaching. So they had the option of just the program or the coaching and it really locked people into long-term. And I found that sometimes, you know, after six months of calls, they didn't need anymore or they felt like they had it, but they still had this commitment. So that's why we broke it up and they can add on one-on-one um, -on -one coaching anytime they need it. And so it's something that um, it's really just an add-on versus built in. And by doing that, it keeps the terms like the time limit shorter. So people don't feel like they're committing to something massive. Right. Um, it keeps the investment down. So it's like people can kind of build and choose what they need without having these long-term commitments. Okay. I do love that too, because I think that there's so many options out there and it's important to kind of know that there's some fluidity there because yeah. um, I know I've looked at programs and I'm like, Oh man, that's, that's a big on either side, whether time, which we don't always have a lot of yeah. um, or a financial commitment long-term as well. So yeah, we got, um, we, we swung so far, you know, I think like, you know, I, there wasn't a program I looked up that wasn't 10, 12, 15, $20,000. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I at one point made this a year long program and I, it was 12 K um, and it was a thousand a month and it's, it's worth every penny of that. But I also am like, I work with people who are struggling in their yeah. business and I want to help people. So yes, my time has value. So I have to think of that. I can't just like give all my time away for free, but at the same time, I wanted to really create it in a way that it was accessible and affordable. And yeah. so that's why I brought it down. We do it over the 12 weeks. I offer it three times a year. Um, we go live, you know, once a week on that 12 weeks, every Thursday, and, um, you know, they get their training. And then if they feel like after they've had all the training, they need one-on-one -on -one support, they can buy that in small chunks as needed without having this $10,000, $12,000 investment that locks them into a year. You know, it's just, I think that I, I wanted to make sure that people understood. I'm, I literally do this to help. I'm doing this because I love helping people and I'm not doing this just to serve myself and nothing against those programs. Everyone has their reasons, but sometimes I think it can get lost where it's like we become so focused on the potential of business that we start charging these prices and looking at our own lifestyles that we get away from the fact that we're actually we're actually trying to help people, you know, so I wanted to shift and create um, my programs to be something that um, was doable. It was affordable that they had the time capacity. We do record everything. So if they can't show up live for whatever reason, they still get access to the trainings. Um, so we do all we can to make sure that, you know, people can actually get the help that they need. I think that is a, such an important it's such an important thing to say. I mean, I'm sitting here like, yes, yes. Cause when I had the pleasure, like I've interacted with you before on social media and I was immediately drawn to your nature. And then when I, we met in Italy, I was just like, um, I, I even looked at you and said, you feel like home. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I just love that energy about you, that sweet spirit. And it feels, it resonates with me so much. Um, beside the fact that you're a Gemini and so is my husband, so is my son. So <laughs> you kind of do feel like home. <laughs> but, um, you know, I love that, that it is about being of service to people. That's what lights me up. I can tell that's what lights you up. So really looking at that and going, hey, I'm actually building a business that is around helping people who need help. It should be accessible, right? So um, I, I actually, that resonates with me strongly because as I build my programs, I think of that, about that the same way. We have a mini, we have an expanded, we have you know different levels of things so that it can be accessible to a broader audience and actually my target audience because they need that help now. And I don't want the financial barrier to be a problem or the time barrier. Like you said, sometimes people that year long commitment can feel like, you know, a lot can happen in a year, you know? So um, I, I think that's beautiful. I love the way that you have shaped that to kind of make it more accessible and to show um, the true passion behind the projects that you put out there. Um, so another thing that kind of loops into that, which I'm really excited to talk about today, um, is that you have your escape to Tulum. So this is kind of what I, and correct me if I'm wrong, is a little bit of like a twofold passion project here. You have this as a rental as well as doing a retreat once a year. And the retreat is designed for entrepreneurs, moms, business people, people who work with people, not specific to hair industry, to come out and really escape so that they can relax, reset mindset, and really just kind of be able to show up better in their day-to-day -day lives. So I'm going to be there doing a workshop, which I'm super excited about. Um, but I want you to kind of tell me how did Tulum come about and then the dates, and I will make sure to post a link in the show notes if there's any seats left. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I went on this journey myself. I had some life changes that were devastating and I started going on retreats. Um, and my first one was in Tulum and I met, you know, Misty Jane there, um, a couple of other girls that I just love and, you know, retreats are really magical. And I think if you have not experienced one, um, you need to, like, everybody needs to experience it because it's, magic while you're there, you're escaping, you're in a beautiful place, you're having these workshops and everything, but it's the connections that you make. I mean, I have made lifelong friends by going on retreats. I've grown myself as a person. I've grown my business from the knowledge that I've gotten from various different ones. And I've grown my circle of friends. I mean, I'm here on this podcast right now because you and I met on a retreat. <laughs> um, and so it's like, if you're really, if you've really been searching and you really want to expand, I mean, as a person in your business, in your connections, you know, it's just the way to do it. And while I was in Tulum, um, it just spoke to me. I don't know. I was there. I spent a couple days after I was at a juice shop and I'm sitting across the sales center for a new development and looking at it. And it's just like staring me in the face. And I'm like, I'm going to go buy a house. <laughs> and if anyone knows a Gemini, that is something that I like, I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it now. Like, I don't think about it. I just go and I do it. And so I went and bought a house and I was like, gosh, I could do retreats. Now my house is on the smaller side. So we keep it really intimate. And I've thought about that as it grows. I'm like, I could always rent an Airbnb and do something bigger. And it's like, I really like the intimacy of the smaller group. I really like the fact that 
um, it's small enough that we don't create any type of clicks. So when you're in 20 or 30, which is fine, I've done retreats of that size, you do end up seeing people break off into their own little groups. Um, and I want to really keep that connection very strong and intimate. So, um, I've decided to always keep them small, even, you know, again, it's not as financially smart for the business side of things, but it's not about that. It's really about having this ability to pour into people. And I think the conversation, you know, it used to be the conversation needs to be had that women need to fill their own cup. I think the conversation is there. I think we know that. Um, and yet women still, I have this like guilt, you know, I look at my sister, her husband is always going on these four wheeling adventures with his friends. And, you know, he would, I don't want to say allow her, that's not the right word, but I mean, he would be fine with her going to do supportive. He would be supportive, but she's always like, I can't, I've got this and this and this and that. And, you know, we, as women put all of that on ourselves and we don't give ourselves permission. And so I wanted to create something. Um, it's, it's short. We, it's a five day trip. So we have three full days in Tulum. We jam pack it with workshops, mindfulness, meditation, sound baths. Um, you're doing an opening circle for us. I mean, incredible stuff. Um, alongside of just the beauty of the jungle when you go and it's so free. I mean, it's an environment where you can let your hair air dry. You don't have to wear makeup. You wear flowy clothes that feel good. You know, it's just really about going and just being your authentic self with no judgments. Um, and of course the food is just like amazing amazing. and you just walk away. I mean, we were just there and you know, we spent just a few days, but you leave feeling like you've been there for a month. That's just how rejuvenating it is. Um, and so my first one, I did offer some business workshopping and it just made it a little too jam packed. Um, and again, it took away that feeling of just like, as a woman, we need to take care of ourselves and escape. So, um, we've removed that and made it truly just like, that's why we've, we've named it escape is like a place for you to go and just, you know, relax and fill your cup back up. Cause it's very hard to take care of kids and clients and teammates and a staff, if you're not taking that time for yourself. Well, and I think that that's the cornerstone of what, you know, I, I'm a self-care advocate, you know, I am a, um, self-care is not selfish. You know what I'm saying? Boundaries and making sure you take time for yourself, because if you don't fill up your own cup, there's nothing left for anybody else, you know? And I think that's why I too was so drawn and honored to be able to be a part of this retreat because, it is so important. Like the, the business ones can be really amazing as well. I mean, we workshopped and played in Italy and it was beautifully curated. Um, but where you're looking at this smaller container of time, I love that it's okay to allow yourself to just go somewhere and relax and just be. So if this is resonating with you and you're like, Oh man, I'm the person (laughs) that never takes that time. It's so important because I too, I have a wanderlust. I love to travel. I, I, I don't feel okay without it, you know? So allowing yourself to have that space, um, can be very transformative, um, in so many different ways to come home and be able to be a better, um, player in your own life and in the lives of your family. So I was just thinking, you look like you're glowing coming back (laughs) from there. You always look like you're glowing, but even more so today, a little lighter on your feet, uh, even after a day of travel. So, Um, I think this is great. I actually did pull a card for our, um, for our little, uh, podcast today, which, um, I ended up pulling while you were speaking. And I, I think it's interesting that the card is priorities. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) So, um, we even got a little snort out of me on that one, uh, (laughs) priorities. So listen, make the most of your time. Every day is a gift. 
You have the option to make the most of what life is offering you. If you long to create organization in your life, you will benefit from prioritizing. Your ideals determine what you will seek in life. Your priorities are most visible in how you use your time. Ganesha is holding the water lily and emphasizing the importance of your values. He encourages you to know what you truly want and what makes you happiest. There are always blessings that may not be apparent in the midst of a disappointment. Time is not something that can be saved for later. When it comes to the time allotted to you each day, you only have a limited opportunity. Wow. Make good choices about how you spend your time in accordance with your highest values. If you languish or procrastinate, the moment will be gone. Reevaluate how you have been spending your days and how you can strive to be more satisfied. In terms of priorities for each major decision, such as education, occupation, place of residence, marriage, or parenting, you may ask yourself, what will be the impact of this decision? In all choices, make sure that you are certain of what your priorities <laughs> are. <laughs> relate your I love dogs <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry it's okay um relate your goals to ways to bring love and blessings to yourself and the people who you share your life with <laughs> so I think it's really beautiful that as we're sitting here talking about prioritizing yourself um the card that we pull is priorities and just making sure that you know that you create your reality and if you're feeling worn out and if you're feeling run down then the priority needs to be you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I mean, it's been a game changer for me. I think like, you know, when I started my journey and retreats and Tulum and all of that, um, I had gone through just this horrific divorce and I had really lost myself a lot in that situation. And, um, taking that time for you to, in whatever capacity, but just taking time for you really helps you to come back to yourself and to self-love and to remember that you matter. So if I, you know, I had a conversation with someone today in my DMs and, you know, it was, she was opening up and just, I think she just needed someone. It was very, very beautiful and transparent. She thanked me for holding space and it came out of nowhere. And I was like, girl, I think this is, you know, this is for you. She signed up for the retreat. And oh, nice. um, I think, you know, it's just like, if you're feeling that in any way, shape or form, like you're feeling that stress, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling self-doubt, self-guilt, all of these different things, this is exactly the type of thing that you need. And I'm not trying to just push anyone to come to my retreat, but this is the work that you need um, because, you know, you've got to come back to yourself and like love yourself and trust yourself um, to, to really be able to take care of other people. Yeah. And when you don't make yourself a priority, uh, things tend to fall down around you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think people are afraid that making themselves a priority is going to be the problem because they're not going to be there to hold everything together. But if you haven't held yourself together, your, your glue's crumbling too, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? And when we, you know, when we stay in that comfort zone, um, you know, it, it doesn't allow us to expand. And so when you go on an adventure like this, um, you know, and you surround yourself with like-minded people, like a high level woman, somebody who's got the same ambitions or goals that you do, um, you know, and in the same problems that you do, you know, like, you know, the same problems and you can relate on those things, you start expanding. But if you don't ever step out of your comfort zone, which is like your town, your friends, your family, you just, you never, you, you just stay stuck. And so when you do something like this, you'll notice your, your inner comfort zone expands a little bit and then it yeah. expands a little bit and it keeps expanding. Um, my coach, Elizabeth Faye taught me that about the paradigm shifts and like, 
I have experienced before from doing all of this type of work that when I come back to my comfort zone, people don't get me anymore. They don't understand me. Yeah. And it's because they're still stuck. They're still there. They're still wow. stuck and they yeah. don't understand. And so once you start expanding, like you have this broader, um, you know, vision of what really is out there and what is good for you and what's capable for you and all of these other things. And you're building a support group. Like I have so many friends now from yeah. putting myself in those situations that now relate to what I'm doing and can yeah. help me in those situations. And it's just beautiful to develop those types of friendships and relationships and they last a lifetime. So yeah, a retreat or something like that is a one-time investment, but yeah. the benefit of it will last you your entire life. For sure. I mean, the growth that comes from it, uh, the relationships that you can create from um, taking this time away and, and learning more about yourself, really, at the end of the day. I think that once you the, the word expand is a beautiful way to say it, because once you start expanding, you draw better things into your into your world. And then that day to day, like the problems and the troubles and those things that feel very heavy, just don't have to be so heavy anymore as you put them into a mindfulness practice and you do things like that to heal yourself. It, it, it becomes such a restorative thing that, that life just seems a little bit easier, even when it's those moments before where you would have been like, I can't handle this, you know? So, and, and you're right. It's not just like, yes, we would love to have you in Tulum. Right. But like Anytime you can have an opportunity to step away and do something for yourself is important. And I want to kind of just throw this in here. And then um, I've got a closing question for you. But we talked about this a little bit when we were in Italy with having a day a week that is open. And when I say open, I'm giving air quotes here, right? Because of life. But what that day allows for is life, right? So essentially, if um, you had said like it, the reason you started doing this is like, what if somebody's sick? Like, what if their clients need to be taken care of at the salon? This gives you a time to do that. And if you're not tied down into something that needs to be kind of like um, house kept that day, then you can go do some stuff for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I call it a chaos day. I love, love that. I teach that in my programs is like as a salon owner, you have to have a chaos day yeah. because like you said, I mean, if I'm fully booked behind the chair and then shit hits the fan, I don't have time or capacity and it makes me more stressed. And your team is looking at you on how you handle things and how right. you handle things is how they're going to handle things. And so if you have the capacity to be like, that's okay, I've got this, no problems. We'll just have them come in on this day. I'm available. And like you said, I love it because chaos isn't going to happen every week, even though I have it built in. So that's a great day. If I don't have chaos to go celebrate that and be like, yeah. I don't have chaos today. I'm yeah. going to go get Yay, What can I do for me? <laughs> you know? Um, but you want to know that you have it there and it doesn't, you don't have to start by having it once a week. Cause I would think you're not going to have chaos every single week. So maybe you start by doing one a month or one every other week or something so that you're giving yourself that ability to be the leader that you want to be and not be so stressed and overwhelmed all of the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause like you said, things do come up. There's a client, there's a, somebody who's sick and they don't have the ability to yeah. get them back in redos happen. And like, I've had, I mean, even busy and booked stylists get redos, you know, yeah. it just happens. Sometimes it's subjective. It's not even that you did something wrong. It's just subjective. Right. And, um, you know, if that stylist is busy and booked and in demand, you want to be able to say, Hey, I'm the owner. I can step in and help you with Absolutely. that. And that's yeah. a way for you to do for your team. Again, we're serving that team. So if I'm serving my team, that's not me saying, 
saying, well, your client wants to come in, you have to come in on your day off or you have to stay late or come in early. Like they have their working hours. If they have the availability, great. If they don't, that's my job to step in and make sure that everybody is happy and taken care of the stylist, the client, everything. Uh, And so, you know, it's the same. I mean, it doesn't have to be a client situation. It could be your washing machine breaks. You need to to go to Lowe's and not give up your family time, you know? You shouldn't be spending your Saturday family time at Lowe's buying a washer and dryer for your salon. You should have, you know, it's, it's kind of the same as budgeting your money. You need to budget your time and make sure that you're, you're preparing for these types of situations because they're going to happen. No salon is perfect. You're going to have problems that come up. And the more you jam pack yourself, the more problems I think come up. Yes. There's no room to breathe, right? The universe is trying to tell you something, slow down, give yourself some space. And I think things tend to flow a little smoother, but it's beautiful that you, you know, you said, Hey, if you can't start out with one, like start here, start with one a month, but just something to get you into that flow of, of some breathing room. Um, um, and I love the chaos day is great. I, honestly, I have five kids and I run multiple businesses. So I do it once a week Yeah, <laughs> where I just say, okay, this day, I don't really plan anything, but like doctor's appointments, you know, all these different kinds of things that maybe I can't fit in during my work day. Um, I I'm able to do. So I love that. So just kind of as a closing question here, um, as a stylist, also on a mission of sharing mindset and self-care, I'd love for you to share with our listeners how you personally avoid burnout and protect your peace so you can create your dream career in life. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, there's so many that are popping. I've got like 10 answers popping into my head. I mean, number one, we've talked about it is I go on retreats. I think that's really important for me to take that time out. Um, On the daily basis, you know, I definitely like to um, check in with myself. I love journaling and just asking myself, like, what am I feeling today? You know, am I feeling excited to get up and go to work today? Am I feeling tired? Why am I feeling this? So I like to really get deep into like, what's causing me to feel this way and what can I do about it? So, um, you know, what do I need out of today? Do I need a hot tea from Starbucks? Does that mean I need to get up 15 minutes early? And like, you know, so I can just plan. So I think that leads into time blocking is really important to me. Um, and making sure that I'm, budgeting my time the same way I'm doing my finances and like saying no to the things that are not a hell yes. Um, a human design coach, Lindsay means I worked with and just love her. And she had taught me if it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. We don't do hell maybes. It's either yes or no, you know? And so really doing that and, and practicing the self-care of not feeling guilt, not feeling guilt of doing things that are not a hell yes for me. And, you know, realizing that it's okay to say no, it is, and you have to be everything to everyone. Um, So that has really been helpful to me and, you know, really just being transparent with your team. I think like that's the other piece is um, I talked with this one person today and she was feeling a lot of guilt about, she feels like with her team, if she's not there and they don't see her all the time, then they think that she's just taking their money. And I'm like, my job requires so much on the back end that people will never see me doing, you know? Yeah. It's like, as long as your team is fully taken care of and their needs are met and you are taking that time for me once a month, I sit down with each one of them, you know, they're not gonna think that of you. So it's just yeah. making sure that you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, whether they see you do it or not, they're gonna know it's done. Yeah. Uh, and so just really removing the, the guilt that we put on ourselves that we think people think, you know, the story we tell ourselves and that's really going to help you to eliminate some of that burnout. Because I think we put 
way too much unnecessary pressure on ourselves, trying to keep everyone else happy and we're sacrificing our own happiness. Yeah. I think that you're, you're so spot on with that too, is that that's really, uh, you know, 99% of what people think or do really doesn't necessarily have anything to do with anybody else, except for what's going on within themselves. So that it's like, why did you, allow yourself to start that school of thought and start functioning in that space. You know, is it something energetically that needs to be cleared? Is it a thought process? Is it a deprogramming? Like what are the different modalities here along with your programs too, that can really kind of change making yourself think that you should feel guilty for like doing stuff that they can't see and that they wouldn't be fulfilled. Right. So I think that there's definitely a segue there for, um, all sorts of mindset, mindset and perspective shifts to happen. Um, perfect. I love that. So I add one thing Yeah, is, is being comfortable with letting go, because I think a lot of times we think, um, that no one does it like we do. No one can do it like I can. So I just have to do it. And I can see that in women a lot with not just work and, um, you know, especially if they own a business, but I see it even too, sometimes with like husbands and kids. And so it's like, they don't give themselves permission to do for themselves or take away because they're like, Oh my, well, he can't do it. He can't do it without me. The kids are going to this. And it's like, let's get down to the basic needs of what the kid needs. They need food. They need shelter. They need sleep. If you take time for yourself a day, a weekend, a trip, whatever it is, it's going to be okay. I, I, I have a feeling they're going to feed them and change their diaper. You know, (laughs) they're not going to starve. (laughs) Yeah. And so I got to see, um, Sarah Blake, Blakely, Sarah Blake from Spanx, um, speak. And I, this just really sat with me of like, if someone can do something 80% as good as you you think you can do it, let them do it. Like go away. It's good for them. You know, it's actually good for your children to see it from a different side. It's good for your team. And distance makes the heart grow fonder. That's true. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) delegate some things out and realize it doesn't have to be done the way you it can yeah. be done a little bit different. As I always say, as long as the building is not on fire and no one's going to die, we're okay. We're yeah. okay. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that a lot of women, we put that pressure on ourselves yeah. that if you step away, then everything's going to hit the fan. And it's just not the case. It's not going to be done the way you do it, but it's going to be okay. okay. <laughs> I think it's allowing that space too. I'm really glad that you stepped in and and brought that up because I think, um, you know, you're, you're so right. Like it's okay to delegate and to allow others to be in that space so that you can take the time that you need. And, um, sometimes for me as a, as a spiritual person, I put that in a place of like, where's that energy coming from? Where did this programming and thought process start to exist? And I, I, on the other side of the work that you do kind of step into that, like energetic space and say, Hey, how can we move this out? If this is something that you don't understand, can Reiki help? you know, where can we dive deep on, um, an energetic level and really see how to pull that out as well. So I think that you're so spot on because I think that women in general are just, we're taught to just know, and I did it myself as a single mother too, with four little kids and, and, and a salon business, like I got to do it all. And I remember when I met my husband, bless him, because he would be like, yo, why are you doing all of this? You know, like, Hey, the kids are old enough to do their own laundry. The kids can do this. The kids can do that. And it was like, oh my God, I just been doing it myself all this time. And so 
having them do those things like was so freeing. So I think that when you pour that into your business side as well, um, on, on these levels that you teach, it's, it's transformative and life-changing for sure. Um, I kind of forgot to touch on this too with Tulum. What are the dates? So the dates are February 15th through the 19th. Perfect. Perfect. The perfect time of year to go. It's usually yucky here in the state. So, and it's always hot and sunny there. So it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Yep. This will be my fourth trip to Tulum. I love it so much. I love, I love it. It's, it's amazing. It's a very magical place for sure. It is magical. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So where can people find you? What is the best way for them to connect with you? Is the new website live? It is live. It's finally live. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. It's been a year in the process. Ever since I started coaching, I wanted to work with this one designer and she did not disappoint. The website is gorgeous. Um, it's www.scissorsmakesense.com and it's sense like dollars and cents, C-E-N-T-S. Um, you can find everything on there from the book to the coaching, to the retreats, um, information for everything is on there. Um, and then I hang out on Instagram. Like that's such a great place. People can follow me there. Lots of free content. Um, and DMing is a great way to get in touch and ask questions. Um, I do have some specials right now on the retreat. If they're interested, we've got a code that takes $500 off. Um, and we've done an extended payment plan for now. Um, so it's six months and then, um, you know, we'll shorten that as we get closer because we have to make sure expenses are paid for, but, um, yeah, we're really excited about it. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. It was a pleasure being here with you today. And I'm excited to see you in Tulum. I know. I cannot wait. We're going to create some magic together. It's going to be wonderful. Absolutely. Bye, sweetie. Thank you for tuning in to the Grounded Stylist podcast. Remember, your journey is not just about creating outer beauty, but also about nurturing your inner self. So keep aligning your energy, embracing your uniqueness, and cultivating your dream career in life. This is Brooke Kenyon, your guide and coach. Until next time, stay grounded, protect your peace, and live in love and life.